Welcome back to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we drink a new beverage. A new beverage. Because today we're not drinking wine. We're not. And you guys know. You guys have. Well, it's also like on brand with our episode because it's about yeah. health. Yes. So, you know, we're trying to. It's for our health. Yeah, it's for our health. It's true. And just because we are so <laughs> sick of wine. <laughs> okay, well, this week we are talking how to heal from within with medical intuitive Catherine Beecher. We're going to be talking to Catherine about how to tap into our intuition, how to overcome medical gaslighting, and how our spiritual, emotional, and physical well-being all connect. I do believe that. And we are we both have experienced medical gaslighting. Yes. Yes, we have. Ad nauseum. In so extreme ways. I am very excited to talk to Catherine. Me also, too. you guys, just a reminder, you can always write in an episode suggestion at amidoingthisrightpod at gmail.com. And we are bringing back solicited, solicited advice. advice. So if you have something going on in your personal or professional life, you can email us at amidoingthisrightpod at gmail.com or... DM us. We love a DM. We love a DM. Am at Am I Doing This Right Pod? But now, should I should I introduce? Yeah, our my little, fun drink. Yes. What is the bevy of the day? Honestly, I cannot tell if it's a tea. Okay. If it's a kombucha. If it's a. It's um, a surprise. Maybe it has alcohol. I don't know what it is. I got it at the gas station. <gasps> on Which the way one? Here. Chevron Extra Mile. No, a shell. Oh, I don't know what theirs is called. <sighs> okay, you know, I love it. And it's called Dea. You know, I don't speak Spanish. Dea Calle. Dea Calle. Uh, Dea Calle. Tapache. Why is the font all over the place? You can't even read it. This is. It is a fermented beverage of Mexico, and I have two flavors. I have the pineapple spice and the orange turmeric flavor. I don't really know what it is. You know I what I mean? I think it's a kombucha. No, but I don't think. Look, in the in the ingredients, there's no tea. Does kombucha have to be tea, though? Yes, I think it is. I think it's fermented. It would say kombucha. So I'm like, it is truly just a beverage. Wait, no, because kombucha doesn't have to be tea, right? Because don't you put the cultures, like, in something? Hey, man. Okay, so which one do you want to... Pineapple spice or orange turmeric? Should we just pop them both? Let's, let's pop them both. Up. Oh, mine didn't taste good. Ooh, I smell so it immediately. Ooh, wait. <gasps> Ooh. The pineapple spice smells. So Natalie's trying the orange, orange turmeric. turmeric. Okay. okay, let me try. All I want to say is interesting. Okay, wait, <laughs> should we? We're gonna we're gonna swap this. You guys, a lot has happened since we've been on the podcast. There's a lot to cover. There is so much to cover. Natalie and I went to Austin, Texas. We have not talked about that on the podcast. No, okay, no. I'm I was thinking about it on the way over here and I was like, so much happened in those few short days. I know. I, I don't even, even know how to best summarize it. I'm like thinking about what was the craziest thing that <laughs> happened, which I don't know. I think so, it would be the Uber guy. It was the Uber guy. So Natalie and I went to Austin. We actually went for Carly Aquilino and Jesse May's 
comedy show, yes. which was Hilarious. so fun. We met them afterwards. Shout out to them. They were so super sweet, and uh, we loved going to the show. And they both have podcasts. Yes, they both have podcasts. So check them out. But Natalie and I ran into a slew of characters. We could only be described as characters, characters. throughout our time in Austin, and it just. I don't even – the simulation in Austin is very lazy, okay? They – There's like, approximately like 25 people in Austin, That just Texas. repeat. Yes. They just repeat. <laughs> and then we had one guy that was right outside of our hotel, which was actually an apartment complex. Yes. <laughs> Potentially illegally. I'm not sure. But he was sitting there literally – for four solid days. For four days. And, and the minute we left, we our, had our bags packed. He got picked up by the police. By the police. <laughs> and we were like, wow, this is like full circle. Yeah. We're leaving and he's leaving. I know. We would, we would wake up and hear like a rooster just screaming. Yeah, he would at, scream in the mornings dawn. and wake us up. Yeah. And we really had a loving relationship with I him. Know, I really did. Except for when he had that rock in his hand. Oh, he did have a rock in his and hand. And we thought he was going to throw it at us, but he yeah. didn't. No, he was very docile. Yeah, he was. Um, so that, there was that. There was an insane Uber driver. So we we <laughs> we get in. We're going to dinner. We're going to barbecue mm-hmm. as we should, and we get in the car. And this man immediately goes, "What's my name?" Or he goes, "Hey, I'm Michael." And I go, "We get, hey, Michael." We get in. He goes, "That's not my name. What's my name?" So then I think we're being kidnapped, right? And I'm go. He goes, "Check the app." And I look, and his name's supposed to be John. John. And I go, "Oh, oh, John." He goes. See, ladies, that's why you got to check the app. Don't get in the cars with people you don't know. And he was trying to do like a thing, you know, like right. for, for um, our safety, like safety. But it was kind of scary. Right. So then John is cracking jokes off the get oh. and telling his life story. This man's animated and oh, yeah. doing the most. He goes on to tell us. Uh, he lived in a trash can. Oh, yeah, he met his wife because he was eating out of the trash can. Right. Anyways, now he's doing really great. But he's so excited. He, what song did he turn on? He was like, let's sing it together, ladies. Oh, um, I don't even he, I don't even know. Some like Earth, Wind, and Fire song. Something. And then he goes, can I tell this part of it? You can tell this part. I'm not going to say it, but he goes, he goes, why don't you say, I love my big N-word, John, yes. to Natalie. Yeah. And I go, and Natalie goes, I'm not going to say I that. I said, sir, there is no way. I'm not going to say that. And I he will keeps pressing. He goes, that. no, say I love big Edward John. <laughs> and Natalie goes, I, sir, I promise you, I will not I said, say Those that. words will not leave He goes, I'm giving you mouth. permission. You in the back. And I'm going, I'm trying to jump in. I go, I'll say it if you need me to because, you know, I I can. <laughs> right. And if, if you, if. Just to get you to stop right. harassing Natalie. He wouldn't. He was not letting up. He was not letting up. He really wanted me to say it. And I was like, I don't know how many times you're going to ask. It's going to be no every time. And so finally, um, he was like, okay, fine. You could just say Big Black John. And then we were like, right. oh, I, I guess I guess we'll say that. Because I'm like, are you going to like not drop us off? Like, yeah. And so I, it got kind of scary. And Big Black John was relentless and a character, but he did get us very safely to yes. our destination. He did. He was a... <laughs> Good-hearted person, just very – he was really all over the place, too, because at first it was like he met his wife. However, he kept talking about his wife, but then he was like, no, my wife's married to somebody else or something. Oh, yeah, I'm I like, forgot about that. what is going on? Yeah, he was a care. he was one of the many we encountered. So many. But, you guys, it was a really fun trip. Yes. And we're here, and we're excited that Catherine's coming on. <laughs> hey, great transition. <laughs> um, well, if you guys have been a long-time listener or, or even a short – time listener, you know that we love 
all things spiritual, mm-hmm. all things metaphysical. And we've kind of been wanting to lean more into that on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And actually, Catherine found us, and we're really excited that she did because we've never heard of a medical and emotional intuitive, which is what she is. So we're really excited to hear what she has to share. Yeah, because I think there's that one dude, like the medical medium or something. Oh, yeah. I don't think that it's the same thing. No, I don't know what he does. He does something about celery juice. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He's in big celery. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. All right, I'm going to just do her little bio here. So, Catherine Beecher, she is a licensed professional counselor and medical and emotional intuitive with over 30 years of experience. She's featured in Goop. She's on Kourtney Kardashian's website, Poosh, and Miranda Kerr's Cora's organic blog. She has a unique way of working with clients, creating a detailed, individualized, physical, emotional, and spiritual report, and symbolic paintings (gasps) before even seeing them. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Before seeing them, talking with them, or even seeing a photograph. She only knows their name and their age. And then she does this little painting and like (gasps) has this whole thing. I'm sure we'll hear about it. Katie's first book, Heal From Within, An Intuitive Guide to Wellness, teaches you to be your own medical intuitive using her revolutionary step-by-step process for connecting to intuition and spirit, finding self-love and empowerment, as well as how to heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Heal From Within is filled with remarkable stories of healing from her years of experience as well as her own healing from bulimia, Lyme disease, and depression. Ooh, I'm so excited. I'm very curious. Me too. Let's bring on Katherine Beecher. Hello, Hey, Katie. Katie. Hi. How are you? I am great. How are you guys? We're good. We're We're so excited to be talking to you. Yeah, we were reading your intro and we were like, wow, we really don't know what a medical intuitive is and what you do. And so we were like, we can't wait to have her on. Yeah. And so let's just start there. Like what was your journey to becoming a medical intuitive and and what is a medical intuitive? What the hell is it, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes. So it's basically when people can tune into your body and, and energy and tell you things like the symptoms you're having and the root causes and solutions to help you feel healthier and happier. And um, I kind of go a step further because just using someone's name and age, um, I create a very extensive four page report and intuitive soul painting. And I am able to not only tune into people's bodies, but basically their whole life and tell them everything that is impacting their health and their life and their happiness, including things like trauma and childhood experiences and how their job is going and if they are connecting intuitively and how their relationships are and like everything affects us. And a lot of the people who come to me do have physical or emotional health issues, but not everybody. Some people just want to know how to make their life better or have better relationships or, or, you know, connect intuition or whatever. But what I have learned over 30 years of doing this is that our health, emotional and physical health is impacted by every single experience we have. Yes. Um, And so is our healing. And in my case, I grew up in a pretty dysfunctional family and I ended up developing bulimia, pretty severe bulimia. And I was suicidal because I had just 
kind of had it with living that way. I was throwing up three times a day and using laxatives and diuretics, and it wasn't a happy life. Yeah. But it turned out to be the very best thing that could have ever happened to me because without telling my parents, I called our pediatrician, and I told them what I was doing, and I asked for the name of a therapist, and I had a job and a car, and I didn't tell anybody. I just went and paid for it myself. And the person that he hooked me up with was unfortunately she's no longer living but was a Jungian psychologist and for people who are listening who don't know about Carl Jung he's a pretty famous psychiatrist who was very out of the box and he believed in psychic abilities and the connection to intuition and symbolism and even astrology and, and mythology and how all of that impacts our life And so she helped me to connect to my intuition and to understand the weird abilities I had all my life, like talking to dead people and knowing things that I didn't know I knew. Mm -hmm. Um, And she helped me to not be afraid of it and to understand it. And then to basically use all of that to help me heal. And then I knew at that point that I was going to go on and help people see that they could get over difficult things too and to use their experiences for good instead of feeling like everything that happened to us, you know, was bad and, and a big problem. So it turned out to be a really great thing. Wow. That is like an incredible story. Yeah. It's so. That's really turning your pain into power. power. Yeah. Yep. So she had a huge impact on you. How do you work with your clients? And then in what ways have you seen them heal? Great question. So I send the report in painting before we meet. And sometimes it's just a painting, sometimes, you know, whatever. But that's the majority of the readings I do have the um, report in painting. And then when people get them, they're usually really blown away, which is always very gratifying for me Mm -hmm. because, you know, I never take what I do for granted. But we go over everything in the report. We talk about the things that are going on in their life. And a lot of people come to me like I said, with just like an emotional or physical concern. And then my guides will bring up things like, okay, well, in addition to that, you're also still dealing with trauma or with a recent traumatic experience, or you're in a relationship that makes you really unhappy that's no longer serving you, or you want to start your own business, but you're in this job that you hate, or, Mm. you know, any number of other things. And we take a look at everything. We pinpoint how all of that is affecting them. And we talk about different strategies and tools that they can use to move forward and grow. And if people have physical ailments that they're dealing with, even though there are people who do diagnose, who do my work, that's illegal and unethical. Mm -hmm. So while I can pinpoint symptoms and I can say, you know, things like Lyme or things like whatever, and then people can verify them. I have doctors that I work with that I refer to, you know, do testing and physical treatments and stuff like that. But I have people, seen people transform, you know, their life from being bedridden to now being chiropractors and being able to help other people and leaving relationships that they've, you know, been suffering in for 30 years. And making 
huge transformations in their mental health, you know, like conquering fears and even helping people to create their own spiritual and health-based businesses too. So it's it's been pretty amazing. What I've noticed that you bring up a lot is this kind of mind-body connection, right? Like how our experiences and also our emotional well-being plays into our physical health. Could you touch more on what is that mind-body connection maybe for someone listening and and how your spiritual and emotional well-being plays into your physical well-being? Absolutely. So the simple answer that most people can understand and, and have heard of is how stress can lower your immune system, for example, you know, right. with producing cortisol and that lowers our immune system or how that cortisol can cause us to gain weight we may not have gained otherwise or make it hard to lose. Cortisol impacts us in a ton of physical and emotional ways. So that's a simple example, but things like in my case, I really didn't know who I was. I was a people pleaser. I really had to do and be what other people wanted me to be. I had no self-esteem. And so I couldn't trust myself. You know, I didn't have a connection to intuition. And intuition really helps us to be our true selves because if we listen, it takes us on our path. And then we, you know, kind of go along and do what we need to do. And I was living in fear mode all the time. So if you are always afraid, if you feel the need to constantly control, if you are in a relationship where you're being abused and you cannot use your voice, and those are just a few examples, energetically, it's going to impact how you treat yourself. You know, you're not going to feel that you're worthy of doing healthy things and doing stress relief and you know you're more likely to fall into addiction or those kind of behaviors it also if you think about what autoimmune disease means spiritually autoimmune means self-attack yeah so if you are doing things that are harming yourself you know that is a self-attack and so if you're doing that and your intuition is saying you don't deserve that or you need to make changes and you don't listen, the body then responds with that physical energy that you've stored and acts out that autoimmune response in your symptoms, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Natalie and I both have autoimmune disease and have trauma in our past. And so we've put that together for ourselves, but I think it's really important that our our listeners – hear that, yeah. you know? And obviously it's not like the only cause Right, 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 right. Things, yeah. But, you know, exactly. we, we, something to consider. Something to consider for sure. It's all of it. You know, it's, it, there's yeah. a lot of contributing factors and I don't discount the physical part at all. It's very important because, yeah. you know, that energy does result in very real physical symptoms. Yeah. Well, and I think also just like intuition and spirituality and stuff tends to just get overlooked in terms of science or medicinal things. So how can we tap into our intuition? This is one of my very favorite things. And if I am doing my job correctly, no matter who I'm meeting with, then I am teaching them how to trust themselves and how to connect to a protective, loving spirit so that they can learn how to love themselves 
And I don't ever want someone substituting my intuition for theirs. As accurate as my guides are, you know, this, it has to resonate with you and you need to, to trust you, you know, and have that base. So my favorite way, and I did not invent this, this is Jungian psychology. It's all in my book though, in, in detail, is to physically write out a question or your thoughts or feelings and direct it to whatever you feel is your intuition. So some people don't even know what that feels like. It's such a foreign concept, right? And so I will ask them, is there a relative or, or someone in spirit or whatever that you feel loved you unconditionally and accepted you, that you were able to talk to? Or, you know, like our pets, it's kind of like they don't care what we look like or if we have makeup on or, you know, how much money we make, they just love and accept us. Maybe it's being out in nature. Maybe it's the universe. Maybe it's God. Like when I first started, I wrote to God. So what is your idea of that loving, supportive type of of entity? And so you write out your thing. And then whatever you hear, see, or feel in response to what you wrote, then you write that down. And then you write back to it. And then whatever you get, you write that down and write back to it. And you end up having a written conversation with your intuition and doing it in writing is very powerful for multiple reasons one being that you have to stop what you're doing to write mm-hmm, you know yeah. so you, you can't still be walking around and doing whatever you're doing which is very distracting when you are sitting down and you're focused on on writing your thoughts are there you know you're having this exchange so it's really bringing you into a mindfulness meditation experience really and because your body is involved in the process, it's easier to get signals from your body because a lot of intuition comes from our bodies. You know, we get a stomach ache and it's like, okay, I have to pay attention to that. What is that telling me? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's bringing your attention onto all of the ways that you can get intuition. And then to just like, sometimes I will say, do you have anything to tell me? Sometimes I'll ask a question. Sometimes I'll just start writing. Like I'm writing to a friend and ask for feedback. Sometimes it's five minutes, sometimes 20. So like it's, people need to do it in their own way, but it is something that literally saved my life. And it's from Jungian psychology and it's a pretty life-changing tool. So crazy because we just did an episode on how to journal and we talked about journal prompts and things like that. And this kind of free writing and free writing and just the power of writing and how that can, we talked about all of the like mental health benefits of of writing in that way. And one thing you've said a few times now that I want to have you explain to our listeners is you've mentioned your guides in case someone's listening and they're like, Um, I don't know what that means. Natalie and I speak that language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, I guess maybe not everyone does. So what does that mean and how is that incorporated into your practice and into what you do? You guys ask really good questions. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that's an excellent question. So when I started doing this, as I said, I had no self. I had no connection. I just knew there was some weird voices I was hearing from God knows where. And I just labeled it as God and like God being a loving force. And then eventually, like the the more I did it and the more I listened, um, I became a licensed counselor after high school and I worked very intuitively and I just listened, you know, to these voices. And I started to realize that they were one was a male voice. The main one was a very powerful, strong male voice. And then sometimes I'd get female voices and sometimes like 
So it kind of changed. And I just started calling them like my spiritual guides because that made sense to me. And we all have them. And like if I meditate and I ask them to come in, I see them, me sitting at like a circular desk and that there's a first layer of people who are my main advisors, guides, whatever, if you will. And it's a Native American figures and my grandma and, and some other people. And then there's like layers and layers and layers of other people. I, and I've never seen their faces. So some people know the names of their guides. I don't, which it's not really that important, but I just see layers and layers of people who are looking out for us. Wow. So I like that you said that it's your advisory board. I loved that (laughs) that way of understanding it. And you also incorporate, so you have your guides, but then you also incorporate paintings into your practice. And and how does that help your process in understanding your client? And how did you even know that that was a way that you communicated that? So I have always been an artist. I used to, you know, do it a lot more formally, but I've always been an artist and one of the things about you know Jungian psychology is that they really believe in symbolism and symbolism being a universal language. So with words, we have so many different languages. And so you're not always going to be able to communicate with each other, but with symbols, with pictures, with colors, with whatever, they have so much meaning. And so it also comes into play with dream interpretation in that I could dream about an elephant and the first thing I would look at is what does that mean to me? What significance does that have have to me? And then I can go and and Google or look up in books like what is the symbolism of an elephant? And there's religious symbols and symbols in art and symbols in different cultural practices. And there's so many different meanings for these things, but it's a language that anybody can understand. And it's also something that we can feel like it's an unconscious thing Mm -hmm. because a lot of us push down words and that's really scary. So when I was doing these, I designed the report thing and I'm like, I really want to have something else, something visual, something more deeper and more unconscious. So I got the idea to just have my guides draw these symbolic representations of people's bodies and their energy. And it gives me another tool for accessing information that maybe isn't as obvious, or maybe with words as a human, I can kind of interpret those and mess those up. And I try really hard not to. But with the symbols and the paintings and stuff, I just paint it, I just put it there. I don't have a process to really think about it until I'm doing the reading. And then we then I ask my guides to interpret it and I tell the person what the painting's all about. But it's really a way of of accessing deeper unconscious information that I can't necessarily access with words. Yeah. yeah. So do you suggest that people themselves, let's say they get your book and they want to tap into their intuition and their health, can they also try painting? What are some wellness practices that you should sort of try out? Yeah, no. And one of the things in my book is I teach people how to do these paintings. Oh, amazing. Um, Oh, awesome. In in the workshops that I give, one of the parts of it is let's teach you how to do a painting and let's teach you how to interpret it for yourself, you know, and then you can also use these techniques on others. There's a lot of, you know, counselors or other whatever practitioners and they can use these techniques to help their clients too. 
And it's something, you know, like you can be a five-year-old and paint. There's, these do not require any artistic ability. But um, I think that creativity in general is a great way to bypass the fear of connecting with our words and thoughts, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when I'm not really sure what I'm feeling or I want more information than writing, um, I'll sit down and just be like, okay, I'm just going to paint whatever you guys want me to know, or I'm going to paint my feelings, or I'm going to, and just kind of let it flow. And then after I sit and interpret it and ask myself, you know, what's, what's with this and ask my guys to interpret it for me. So I think that's a really important thing. I think that physical movement is absolutely essential because a lot of reasons, it's amazing stress relief and we all could use more stress relief. And it's a great way of releasing stored feelings from our body. Yes. Mm -hmm. That is something that is extremely important. It's a great distraction because people can get very caught up in how bad they feel. It's not fun. And you don't have to run a marathon. You could do whatever movement makes sense for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We just did an episode on how to be active. Yeah. And I love that you're using the word movement, movement and not exercise because as we explored in that episode, it's like there's all these different types of movement and that can doesn't have to be a workout class. Right. It can be walking. It can be dance. It can be stretching. Uh, yeah. It can be, you yoga, know, there's, you know, there's so many. Anything. Yeah, there's so many different forms of movement. No, absolutely. And, um, you know, my obsession right now happens to be pole dance. I don't know if you've done <gasps> my Instagram. I'm amazed. I've, it's I've so it. hard. It's so hard. It's so hard and it's so amazing. And it's the best thing I've ever done for myself. I just competed for my very first time in a national competition. So wow, oh my for God. Yeah, it was really cool. And I won in my category. Yay. 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 <laughs> but yeah, that is my, my addiction. You know, I go like six to eight hours a week. And when I started, I couldn't do anything. But I had always done gymnastics as a kid. And I looked for adult gymnastics because I wanted to do something fun. Mm -hmm. yeah. And there's been so many benefits to it. One thing being... It's the first time that I've, I haven't thought of movement as related to weight. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, or chore sometimes. You know, like it's always been about either not wanting to gain or wanting to lose or body, whatever, body dysmorphia or whatever the hell. And now I just look forward to every class and I go. And so there's not any of that like stress or guilt or any of the stuff of, you know, like, I used to like going to the gym, kind of, sort of, but I was like, you know, maybe. But now it's just enjoyment and it's helped me to feel differently about my body because to stick to the pole, you basically have to wear a bikini. <laughs> <laughs> and my family used to joke like, oh my God, she's in a bathing suit. Holy shit, you know? <laughs> and now I just, I'm like, yeah, I want to do stuff on the pole. So I really don't care that much anymore. You know, I, I don't have a perfect body. It's fine. So it's really shifted my priorities and I, you know, my friends are from pole. It's just opened up a whole new world and I'm stronger than I've ever been. Um, I believe you know, that. Yeah. I believe that because that is, it's, it's so It's a hard. lot of upper arm strength. It's, it's the whole body. Yeah. yeah. It is. That is so impressive. One thing I actually saw on your Instagram that Natalie and I were really interested in because we've both experienced it is you talk about uh, medical gaslighting for Two different reasons, but we both experienced it. And I'm curious 
maybe for someone who's listening, who is dealing with an illness and feeling unheard, what is your advice on how we advocate for ourselves in doctor's offices, in the medical world? Especially when we don't know what it is. Yeah, especially when we we don't know what it is. We're we're looking for answers and we are being turned away. It's so incredibly insulting and incredibly frustrating. And one of the, the first things that I say to people is that your doctor is your employee and you can hire them or fire them. So it's very important if you feel talked down to, if you don't feel heard, if you feel ignored, not that we are always 100% right, okay? But if you feel like your feelings aren't being considered, you know, any of those things, then you're not working with someone who's actually going to be able to help you. Mm. And sometimes people don't have a lot of choices depending on where they live. There might not be a lot of availability, but I think there's more now with telemedicine. So there's, you know, there are more choices. So that's a really important thing to feel empowered, to feel like these symptoms that I'm having, like if what that doctor or professional says does not resonate with you, to own that and just be like, that doesn't make sense to me. I may not have all the answers, but that doesn't feel right to me. So I need to work with somebody that that is honoring me and is at least willing to say, oh, we don't know what that is. You know, I need to do some more work with it. Or yeah, it is, must be really hard what you're going to just validate. Yeah. Like, yeah. That. And just maybe to refer you to someone else, um, <laughs> something. But, you know, and I've had that happen to me many, many times where I was told that it wasn't possible to have those side effects to that medication. I'm like, okay, I must be inventing them then. Cool. (laughs) Or that, you know, a drug was not causing this fever that I had when I stopped it, it went away. So, you know, or just things about those. I have hypermobility. So it's kind of like I've been told, like, no, you really don't have that, even though you have all the symptoms uh right. you know, and I yeah yeah daughter and stuff too so one of the things is to really like check in with your intuition know that you have a voice and I have clients that have literally gone years and spent thousands and thousands of dollars trying to find out what was going on with them and what the root causes are you know mm-hmm. so it's incredibly frustrating and um one of the things that's important for me to do is to listen and to validate and to see where they're at, you know, because we are smart and we know our bodies better than anybody else does. Yeah. Yeah. I have a whole story for this. I'm going to have to tell it at the end because I know we're running out of time. Can you tell us about your book? Yeah. We want, yes. we want to talk about yeah, yeah. Heal From Within and what you hope readers take away from it. Absolutely. So, Uh, When I was doing my recovery thing, uh, when I was 16, I was told that I would write a book that would help people to see that there's more than meets the eye to their symptoms and what they're dealing with. And that by connecting to intuition and self-love and self-acceptance, you really could heal from anything. And that that is the basis really for health and happiness. And that you didn't have to feel like a victim, that there was a purpose in what was happening to you, that you could communicate with your symptoms. Like I actually talked to my eating disorder as a friend 
and said, what are you here for? What are you doing? How can you help me? How can I help you heal? You know, to really look at all of the root causes for what's going on in our lives so that we can be happier and healthier and, you know, have the kind of life we want. So it's like having your own reading with me. It teaches people how to do their own medical and spiritual intuitive reading on themselves and identify their issues, identify where, what chakras they correspond with, um, you know, what the root causes of those symptoms are, where to start, you know, teaches people how to tune in and to figure out, you know, where do I start? What can I, what do I need to prioritize? Are there links? Um, Is there a pattern? You know, do I have a lot of symptoms, say, that have to do with my reproductive organs or my hips or large intestine? Like that is second chakra. So what are the patterns to my symptoms and how can I use that to learn and to heal? You know, maybe you were sexually abused and you've had a lot of symptoms that don't seem related, but seem to be in the same body area. So it's like, how can I, you know, address that? So I wanted people to be able to do their own medical intuitive readings. It's not a substitute for working with me, but, you know, to do that, to um, feel empowered, there's a billion different subjects in there. And there's also a whole section that talks about like specific illnesses and issues and the spiritual meetings, some of the root causes and things that you can do about them. Wow. We have I to pick it up. I wait know. To we're we're so excited. Before we let you go, how can our listeners connect with you? Where can they find you and where can they find the book? So the book is available wherever books are available. Yeah. Uh, you know, Amazon, Target, all those good places. Um, it's hardcover and audio. In other countries, it's softcover. A lot of people have gotten the hardcover and the audio if you like that audio version, but there's a lot of tools and charts and different things um, it's a very hands-on book, so there's a lot of like activities and things that it's helpful to see the pages with. Yeah. So there's that. And my website is katiebeecher.com. So it's K-A-T-I-E-B-E-E-C-H-E-R.com. I am on Instagram at Katie Beecher Medical Intuitive and Facebook and all of those good places. If people want to make an appointment, then they go to my website and they can do it directly from there. So Cool. We'll we'll link all of it in the show notes. Yeah, we'll link it in the show notes. Thank you so much, Katie, for coming on. This was so enlightening and you have such a great energy about you. And when when you got up earlier, we were were like, like, oh my gosh, you're just also so radiant and your haircut's amazing (laughs) and your hair color's amazing. Your skin just like glows. Yeah, you're glowing. You really are. Um, You like my pumpkin pants? Yeah, I love it all. (laughs) Everything you're doing is working for you. So thank you so much, and we will connect with you soon. I love it. Thank you so much for having me. I really, really enjoyed it. Oh, so fun. Thanks, Katie. Natalie and I are, like, changed. I literally (laughs) – I don't even know what – I don't even know what to say. (laughs) She was – like, her presence, you guys, was, like – very the minute she popped on the screen. minute she popped on screen i felt like i told natalie i felt like a wave of calm i can't even begin to explain the glow from i wish within. you guys could see her you have to go on her instagram oh my god i don't think she has pictures of herself on her instagram she doesn't I don't she, she should <laughs> i know but it's also just like her whole her, her, her whole, whole energy thing. and vibe is like so positive oh and warm and like i would love to go get dinner with her 
Maybe we can. I know. I wonder maybe where she we, Maybe we have to email her again. Be <laughs> like, hey. Uh, can we like come hang out with you? <laughs> well, we hope you guys learned more about trusting your intuition, how emotional health affects our physical health, and how to overcome medical gaslighting. Yeah. And you guys, don't forget, we are <gasps> drinking our special drinks that are not wine. They're not wine. They are De La Calle Tapache. Tapache. Yeah. Fermented beverage of Mexico, Mexico, Mexico. We have the pineapple spice and orange turmeric, orange turmeric. And let's introduce our hottie of the week oh, first yeah. before we get into what the situation is. Our hottie is Miss Liv Tyler. Ah, uh, love her. She's also a so glow, stunning. She has a similar vibe she to Katie Beecher, does kind of like very grounded. Yes, yes. Like, honestly, if Liv Tyler had it, you know, like, because Katie has like a whitish hair. Yeah. If Liv Tyler had like a white hair, they might look extremely similar. I their don't know. Their cheeks, are maybe. So glowy. They're very glowy. Anyways. Drop the skincare routine. <laughs> Drop the skincare routine. Which she actually did, uh, Liv Tyler, and it's like 25 <gasps> oh minutes. Oh my long. God, I know. Okay, so let's rate this. Actually, I'm going to read the back of it. It's Tapache. So it is, that is, it's not a kombucha, it's a tapache. It's oh. a fermented probiotic drink. This one is made with pineapple rind and a unique blend of aromatics and spices and has been served and savored throughout Mexico. It's, it's so, I've never had anything like it. I've never had anything like it. I like it, but it's not. It's not something that I would like go out and be like, I have to get this again. You know, I might. <laughs> to me, it tastes. I think it's fermented pineapple. That's Maybe. what it is. Oh, is it? Yeah, because both of them are fermented with pine. It, yeah, there's a pineapple on the front. Tapache cultures. So whatever tapache culture is, I think for me it tastes very much like cin. I really get the cinnamon. Do you taste a lot of cinnamon? Yes. I taste a lot of cinnamon in both. Yep, there's cinnamon extract. So it kind of almost is like apple, like a like a cider, like a hot cider vibe to mm -hmm. me, but it's bubbly. Mm-hmm. And it's cold. And cold. It's very, we can actually say interesting on this one. It's very interesting. It is very interesting. Okay, one to live, Tyler. I would give it an eight. I really like it. I would give it a five. You know, six and a half. Six and a half. No. You, we can't do the math. Yeah, you guys. Well, uh, just I think you should check it out though. It's really fun. <laughs> All right, this is the part of the episode where we play a little wrap-up game, and this week it's overrated, underrated. underrated. Natalie's thinking of hers. Yeah. I, I have, almost mine. have mine. Okay. You go. Well, this is a dangerous time of year for me to be talking the talk. Oh, slander. It's a little bit of slander, Halloween given slander. the given the time of year. Uh-huh. So people might come for me, but I think we all are aware that Starbucks is overrated. Yes. But let me clarify that. The pumpkin cold foam and the pumpkin stuff, that is a 10 out of 10. They slam dunked with the pumpkin cold foam. 
I will give you the cold foam. The pumpkin cold foam is a slam dunk. The actual coffee, you guys know I'm new to coffee this year. Yeah. It's my, my, co- my year of coffee. And I've just realized after, I was like, this coffee sucks. Oh, it's the worst coffee. It's it, the worst coffee. It's really, really bad. Yes. The pumpkin cold foam, though, is good. But I do feel like the overall pumpkin spice fiasco every year is overrated. Well, you don't like pumpkin flavoring. I like pumpkin pie. Yeah, but you don't like like, and, like pumpkin. pumpkin muffin. I oh. love all that type oh, of stuff. Oh. I just feel like we go way overboard. With pumpkin? In the fall. Yeah. It's like pumpkin spice, Oreos, pumpkin spice. Oh, see, I, I, I love all that. I, I love, I'm, okay. I want everything... Everything I eat to be pumpkin flavored. It's true. You do <laughs> like pumpkin, um, pumpkin spice. Which I honestly have not had anything pumpkin flavored this year. I know. This brings me to my underrated because I, I had this experience at the airport and I was like, wait a damn minute. Underrated is Pete's coffee. Let me explain. I was at the airport. I was in a conundrum because now I'm addicted to coffee. And I was like, oh my God, I'm boarding this flight. I think it was maybe to... I was like, I was going to uh, Breckenridge. I, I have to have a coffee. So I went to this place that it didn't wasn't even a Pete's coffee. They served Pete's coffee. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. I was like, wow. Pete's coffee's from the Bay. Oh, it is? Yeah. You know, like Starbucks is Seattle. Yeah. Pete's is the Bay. Oh, I did not know that. I, know. I was pleasantly surprised. So I've never actually been in a Pete's coffee, but the, the one that was served at this rinky-dink airport, I was not mad at. Wow. I thought, I'm glad I had this. I mean, rinky-dink. This was like an offshoot. Oh, because Bracken, Brackenridge Yeah, airport. it was like a, no, no, it was LAX, but um, the air, oh, it was the offshoot. they move you yeah. out to the other thing. Yeah, I had to get on a bus You're to get in a to hangar. This, this terminal. Yeah. And so there's like one dude with a like a coffee pot. <laughs> <laughs> right. It was amazing. So that's my overrated, underrated. Okay. I know it's, I know the Starbucks girlies. Are gonna come for me, and I know there's. I fully stand by you. The actual coffee. Fully not good. stand by you. Okay, mine might be kind of basic. That's fine, but there are two things that I I really truly believe. Yeah, I feel like superhero movies. I feel like they're overrated for the amount of people that show up at midnight, pack the theaters. I'm like, okay, I get it. One of my biggest dreams is to be a superhero in a superhero movie, so I can't say that. Yeah. I'm, I'm not into the Mar- – I, I haven't really watched the Marvel or, or DC movies. That's what I'm saying. Though I, did, the, I will say the first time I saw Avengers, I was like, what no. the fuck? This is amazing. Okay. This is what I'm trying to say. They are good. I've only seen a few. I've seen Captain America 1. I saw Spider-Man, the one that just recently came out. I saw Avengers and um, Black Panther. All of them, amazing films. The hype is way too overdone. That's what I'm saying. Over, they overshoot it, in my personal opinion. They make a ton of money. But then I'm like, do we have to see it on every single thing? Every billboard, every sheets of stickers, cans, everything. Sheets of stickers. Oh, (laughs) everything. Everything's like whatever the next Marvel movie is. And then the next one's... um. Not the Flash. We saw the trailer yesterday. Oh, Shazam. Shazam. I watched the first one. It was actually funny. I just can't. <laughs> so okay. I think those are overrated okay. in terms of the media the storm about it. Okay. Underrated. I have one in particular, but in general, very small indie films. I know it sounds like all like hipstery, but like things like Marcel the Shell. 
I loved Marcella's show. Nobody, so I'm saying like. With, with shoes on. Right? Like, I can we get a little bit of the hype from superhero movies and put them onto the indie movies? That's what I want. Yeah. Because that movie was so fucking good. I had to write in my writing class, like what was one of my favorite movies I saw this year, and I wrote about Marcel the Shell with shoes on. And I just said, it took some a concept that is absolutely absurd <laughs> and made it familiar and comforting. And it, it was also just like such a breath of fresh air oh my given God. the climate of the world. Yes. So I, I agree with you. I feel like those on smaller that, movies. But I, I think superhero movies, God, I want to be a superhero so bad. I feel like you, I would love to see you in a superhero movie. But I just feel like the amount of promotion is insane. They put a lot of money into it because a lot of money comes out of it's it. It's true. It's true. But hey, so you're, that's your overrated, underrated. Mine was Dangerous Territory too. So we might, might, we, we might be having Listen, the superhero girlies might, and the Starbucks girlies coming have for us. A Starbucks girlie who has just picked up her latte through the drive-thru and she's driving to see the latest Marvel film. And she's like, I hate she's, these she's two girls. She's coming for yeah. us. Well, you guys, don't forget that you can write in to the show at amidoingthisrightpod at gmail.com and request for us to research an episode, have a guest on. Um, and also, we're bringing back solicited advice. So yes. if you have something going on in your life that you want our advice on, that you want to ask us a question about, you can email us at amidoingthisrightpod at gmail.com or DM us at Am I Doing This Right Pod on Instagram. And like always, we'll be back next week with another episode. Bye. Love you guys. <laughs>